0: Hello, welcome to
1: Bread and Thread,
0: a podcast about food and domestic history. I'm Liz.
1: I'm Hazel. We're two friends who studied archaeology together and love history. So, what's going on? What have you been creating at this time?
0: Mostly just granny squares at the moment. Quarantine has just been nesting. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I get that feeling, yeah. It's like you just want to create loosiness.
0: <laughs> if I'm going to be stuck in this house, I'm going to fill it with
1: as many blankets as humanly possible. I don't think there is like a critical amount of blankets. I think you just pile them on until the entire surroundings are soft and cuddly. Well, I mean, we have an empty ottoman
0: that is being used for blanket storage, so like, I can fill that up. You have a blanket chest. We do. That's great. Um, I did also, I learned that you can use plain flour instead of white bread flour. So we also made pizza today. Sourdough pizza. What
1: kind of pizza? Uh,
0: Chicken and ham and sweet corn. Ooh. Yeah, like a with a sourdough base from from lovely Dorian.
1: Oh, that sounds fancy. So
0: that was like, that was my day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a good day, yeah. I haven't really baked in a while. I should get back to that. I've been a bit distracted by like... You know when you get into like mood for a certain, certain thing or like a certain craft oh, and you're like, this is what I'm doing for the next weeks. And then the two weeks you're just like oh oh i guess we're doing a different thing now for the next weeks
0: um, i love focusing <laughs> yeah um,
1: yeah so and i'm kind of on a bit of a a bit of an embroidery kick at the moment you've, um, you've also
0: had some some new arrivals haven't you
1: yeah, we got chickens and I love them so much. We have three chickens. They are mottled leghorns, which apparently is a fairly new breed, like cross with the leghorn. I don't know why that's better. I don't know that much about chickens. Um, an episode on kinds of chicken. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. Actually, that, that would be interesting because I, we studied um, chicken domestication, didn't we? I think chickens did come up, yeah. Yeah, I I remember because in that class...
0: Things came up because we could basically pick what we wanted to look at. I did goats and oats because they rhyme.
1: (laughs) I remember um, because in that class the teacher would do the thing where she gave out a a present for like the best act or something um, on certain homeworks. And I won a book about turkeys or my fascinating facts about chickens that I'd I found. Um
0: yeah, I Don't know if I... so, so like specialism was turkey domestication. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was wild. Bookmark oh. that I won from her somewhere. Uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the good old days of uh, studying the history of cannabis. Anyway, I yeah.
0: no, was no, I'm just writing a dissertation on autism in museums which like is interesting but I keep I keep risking like just teetering over into rant
1: (laughs) I feel like if it's a good well-researched rant you're allowed that
0: rant with sources is what I need
1: yeah I might start doing that every time I get into an argument I'm just gonna like cite my sources Maybe make notes on my phone and then I can pull them up when I need them and just be like, here's the Harvard reference to support my argument.
0: I've started keeping a commonplace book, but so far it's mostly just like quotes that have amused or spoken to me. There's not really any facts in there yet.
1: Is that is that just like a diary for random stuff? or?
0: Yeah, it's like a book where you just write down, sort of, if you come across like a quote or a fact, you just sort of save it. It's like a scrapbook of words. That's really cool. At least that's the impression I get from Nick. But Nick has an English degree, so hopefully they know. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have one, and it has Moomins on the cover.
1: Oh, nice. Also, it does sound like something that an Elizabethan poet would keep. This is my commonplace book.
0: I mean, to be fair, a lot of um, sort of
1: Georgian Victorian writers did have them. I think that does make sense, I guess, because it uh, I guess it's the olden days equivalent of like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me just write that on my phone <laughs> for later. Uh, specifically, Thomas Hardy had one oh and like
0: he wrote some good stuff did he did I'm a... <laughs> Hardy. so what what are you teaching us about today I <laughs> okay <get the>
1: <laughs> um today kids we are going to learn about embroidery samplers Now that might seem a bit of a dull topic at first but let me tell you i have found out some somewhat wild things about embroidery samplers
0: i'm trying to think of anything i know about embroidery samplers i think i pretty much just know they often have the alphabet and you use it to show your future husband how good you are at embroidery
1: (laughs) yeah pretty much i mean um probably the ones i mean if if you you've never seen a sampler you probably have like um the stereotypical things on the wall in like period dramas with uh, you know made by nice Victorian girls to display on the wall at school. Um,
0: when this episode
1: goes up, I'll I'll tweet some. Yeah, uh, I will. Uh, there will definitely be some sampler pictures because there are some great ones uh, that I found out about. Um. So yeah, basically, um, embroidery sampler. Is a piece of embroidery normally done by young women to like show their skills at embroidery, and often they would be done at school um, because you know women's education historically isn't that great, <laughs> but you would get taught embroidery, <laughs> so I guess that was one of the ways of expressing yourself um, so i'm going to start with actually a quote from Northanger Abbey which i
0: sorry I just got very excited because I
1: really like that book yeah actually yeah it's good right I just um I've been listening to books on uh like audiobooks before I to sleep and I just finished Northanger Abbey and yeah it's really good um yeah Northanger Abbey published in eighteen nineteen. Um, and one of the characters says to another, says to the heroine of the novel, who's a seventeen-year-old girl, "Consider how many years I have had the start of you. I had entered on my studies at Oxford while you were a good little girl working your sampler at home." Yeah, little literary mention there, um, and yeah, kind of, kind of a reference for the convention of girls and young women making their samplers at either at school or at home if you were rich and got taught at home so samplers are often a lot of them are in like cross stitch because that's a fairly easy stitch to learn especially if like, you're like a kid um I you think I got to- the- I Think we did as well. We had like a Victorian themed day, and we did like well, we just did it in an art class. We got given like
0: this, um, like plastic ida with really big holes, and we had to make
1: bookmarks. Ah, great fun actually. Fun. Yeah. But there are also uh, a lot of other sites um, like the different ones, chain stitch, back stitch, french knots, petit um, you call it, which is like really really tiny stitches. They often have representations of the house and the family of the person who made it, they often have alphabets like yeah. you said and they have like sayings on them, often quite you know sentimental sayings or religious ones. Um, so the earliest dated sampler, um, apparently, well, English style sampler. So that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about here. Um, embroidery is such a massive topic and there's like so many different styles all over the world. It's one of the oldest like platforms in the world. So like there's kind of a lot to cover <laughs> and I can't really, <laughs> not going to talk about all of it. Um, I do different episodes on different kinds of embroidery, but yeah, here I'm going to be talking about like English style. Um, so the earliest dated one that we have um, is from 1598. Wow. And Yeah, I know. Good.
0: Um, That's ancient for textiles.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's pretty well preserved. Um, I'll, I'll link on the um, Twitter to... There's a video of some of them being presented by an antiques dealer. And um, this one is, is really beautiful, actually. It's got those kind of heraldic beasts, like the Elizabethan-style ones. And there's a lot of black work on it, which is an embroidery style, um, which is kind of done in outline, but very intricate outlines. Um, yeah. Is it like a silhouette or is it just like black lines Um, It's kind of like artwork and stuff and um, degree type patterns Okay Yeah, um, okay. but done in kind of very fine lines Um, It doesn't have to be black, it's just that like often it was So Yeah, that's kind of how far it goes back, although of course embroidery as an art form is very ancient um, and the earliest kind of samplers were just exactly that really samples of embroidery so from like the 16th and 17th centuries we have these really long thin hand samplers or, like short bands of embroidery just going across for like a really long roll of cloth And those weren't actually made to be displayed. They were made as references, like pattern books, essentially. So if you wanted to, like, some embroidery on the hem of your dress or something, you'd unroll your band sampler and just be like, oh, yeah, I think I want that one. Um, And then you could use it as a reference to do the embroidery. Yeah. So if you wanted to embroider hem of your dress, for example, you would unroll your band sampler. And you'd pick a pattern, and then you'd use the sampler as a reference to do the embroidery.
0: So it's like an embroidery menu. Yeah,
1: <laughs> essentially, a menu of stitches. Pretty nice. Um, so they could also be used to teach embroidery as well to children or young women. And samplers became really, really popular in the 18th and 19th centuries. Um, so going back to <laughs> women's education, um, like, unless you were super, super rich in the medieval era, you didn't get your male children educated, basically. Um, and a lot of women uh illiterate um as were a lot of men um so the yeah. samplers or well, the early samplers um a lot of them don't have the alphabet on it's just kind of pictures um and the yeah kind of examples of bands of embroidery but as you go on you start to get the sayings appearing and alphabet and stuff which is kind of a neat little record of women's literacy being reflected in embroidery definitely yeah and um that was some... the early ones though it's just like i might not be able to read but
0: by golly i can sow a tree <laughs>
1: yeah it's like I'm, I'm gonna express myself somehow as a dog <laughs> it's better than interpretive dance (laughs) anything's better than interpretive dance
0: no no offense to anyone listening who might do interpretive dance but i i don't get it i don't understand (laughs) what you do
1: um yeah so i found some cool sayings on them there's some i mean a lot of them are religious a lot of them are, are morals as well like moralizing stuff like um, there was one that had cross-stitched on it um, The oh, sorry I can edit this bit out because I'm just trying to find it again I did not write this down unfortunately I guess having the
0: sort of sayings and Bible verses would be quite a good sort of and a good embroiderer and also a nice meek woman who will make a good wife.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Because they were often done in school as well by young girls. um, It was a way of drumming in the whole like how to be a good little girl.
0: I like the idea of doing a modern sampler. this all these beautiful flowers and things, and then just mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think there are a lot of things like that. Wow, and I'll, I'll get on to sort of modern sampler embroidery in a minute, actually. Um, Excellent. Yeah, here we go. Fairest virtues never shine so bright. As when shy modesty does shade the light, feels add to beauty. And and the more we seem to court contempt, the more we gain esteem.
0: Huh. That was a, a, neat... a very definite moral there, isn't there?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, like... Don't don't expose your ankles, ladies. Don't show off <laughs>
0: in any way ever.
1: Mm. Ah, but they we weren't all like that, fortunately. <laughs> uh, because I found some pretty political samplers, actually. Um there's one from 1836 by an Esther Stewart was an anti-slavery sampler so 1836 is two years before slavery was officially abolished in england and uh yeah there's this abolitionist sampler showing an african slave like in chains and, and foliage and like um on it. which is pretty cool what's the text on that one um I can't I can't make it out unfortunately <laughs> um, it's not easy to see from the picture uh, but I'll try I'll get the picture and put that up on Twitter because this is I, I had no idea about this at all but yeah samplers and embroidery could definitely be a medium for expressing like, political sentiments as well um so that yeah that could have been someone we don't know much about the family of the person of Esther Stewart who made that but been a quaker family or like a abolitionist
0: family. um do you want to truly understand the tripe monster from space do you want to know what happens when you compress an egg we don't have the answers to these questions but we do have a podcast about bad and weird films pod nine from out space starring me nick and liz who is not me
1: Hello, I'm mod. I'm mod paper from probably Bad RPG Ideas, and we have a podcast. If you'd like to hear RPG advice on how to use assorted incredibly bad ideas as actual ideas in an actual game, then listen to the probably Bad podcast. Available on pretty much every podcaster. And remember to have a probably Bad day.
0: I was, I was just wondering if this, if the, uh, it was the. Um am I not a man and a brother thing? Because I know that
1: was... I don't think it was. Text. I don't think it was. Although the figure of the man does look a lot like the Wedgwoods um, figure. So it but, could be that. There's actually a
0: statue of that figure at um Dunham Massey near Warrington with that okay. text around it, which oh, I always no. found quite interesting. It's not really yeah. relevant to embroidery, but I... <laughs> I find that image being around a lot quite interesting as a thing, because it was Wedgwoods that gave it to. It was like a thing for abolitionist rich people to have as a motif, or as a little cameo, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: they were like kind of ceramic people, weren't they? Because that's what Wedgwood did.
0: Still do. Oh
1: yeah I forgot they're
0: still going. I've been to the they have like a factory tour which is quite cool. Oh, oh living history.
1: Mm. Um, oh. <laughs> While we're on the subject of political samplers um, let me talk to you about Mary Queen of Scots because. This marveling. is awesome. Um, maybe not quite maybe not quite technically a sampler, but definitely using a lot of the same technique. Um, so Mary Queen of Scots and she was imprisoned by Elizabeth I as a threat to her throne. I think she was imprisoned for about mm-hmm. seven years at least. And she did not have a lot to do. Prison. Well, I say it's in prison, true. like it was a nice house. But apparently, um, the place one of the places she was kept um, was not great, and she got ill from it. But um, later on, she was transferred to better conditions, and she was able to get embroidery supplies. And apparently, she was always quite embroidery, and would embroider during council meetings in Scotland. Um, oh, that's great. Like, yes, I'm a she woman was... doing womanly things, I'm also in charge. You know, I really like that image of just like, yes, off with his head, I'll sign the warrant in a moment, I've just got to finish this flower, <laughs> but it's like she didn't really have a lot of time for embroidery while she was busy being queen, yeah. as you might expect, once <laughs> <laughs> she was stuck in the house had a lot more time as a lot of us might relate to at the moment and she did a lot of embroidery there's like over 100 pieces done by Mary Queen of Scots in her household that survive um the Victoria and Albert Museum has a lot of them you can see some of them online in their gallery I'll post a link to that as well
0: tweeting all these individual links we should probably put them in the show notes
1: Yes, yeah, we should also do that. Um, I've made a a note to the link. Remember to do that. And so a lot of the themes that Mary Queen of Scots did were quite symbolic. Um, So like just to to let you know how much embroidery she did Um, there's an envoy a quote from an envoy of Elizabeth I he said asked her Grace since the weather did cut off all exercises abroad how she passed the time within he said that all the day she wrought with her needle that the diversity of colours made the work seem less tedious and continued so long at it till the very pain did make her to give over
0: I've definitely been there
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and right? When you're just like really into making a thing, and then you suddenly realise, oh my wrist hurts. Hurt. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of her embroideries had very, very symbolic themes, and they were often quite like almost treasonous. Um, so there's a picture from the Marion hanging, which is hanging made out of. Um, separate panels that Mary and her household made Um, and interestingly her jailer, the man in charge of her um, arrest his wife was Bess of Hardwick the famous Bess of Hardwick Um, who would often sit (laughs) (laughs) who would often sit with Mary and Embroider that's wonderful (laughs) it's great Um, and so there are themes such as there's a representation of a phoenix which symbolizes regeneration like rising from the ashes Um, there's one she made of like a crowned ginger cat like toying with a grey mouse which is a pretty obvious reference to ginger Elizabeth the first yeah kind of like (laughs) playing around with Mary Um, and one of the most obvious ones well, i guess maybe not not that obvious if you're not like elizabethan who is pretty into symbolism <laughs> but the the center of the Marian hanging is a picture of grapevine um like a, a hand holding a pair of scissors ready to prune a grapevine which is supposed to symbolize um like pruning off Dead fruitless branch.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, With like Queen Elizabeth having no children, and yeah, Mary being like, well, they get rid of this one so that the, the rest of the tree can flourish. In fact, some of the evidence used in case against the babington plot which is the supposed plot to kill elizabeth first that led to mary queen of scots being executed um some of the evidence brought against one of the conspirators in that plot was embroidered cushion covers that mary had sent him as a present which had some of these like themes of Scottish symbols and like symbols of Mary being, being, like being rightful heir to the English throne. So, yeah. yeah You're that's, into trouble. I mean, that's not
0: even treason adjacent. That's just treason at that point.
1: <laughs> that is embroidered treason. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So, so, there are also um, on the subject of alphabets. There are also examples of samplers in other languages, or well, English style samplers in other languages than English, um, that were made in mission schools in various places because of colonialism. Um, apparently, um, sometimes the. Um, People who kind of wanted to get ahead a bit during the occupation would like send their daughters to a mission school like convert to christianity and their daughters to a mission school their daughters would learn how to be nice young ladies and as soon as they left would like convert back which is quite cool
0: They would pretend to take their god to steal their knowledge Yeah
1: I love it. (laughs) Thanks for the uh, education. Uh, We'll be going now. (laughs) Um, So there are like samplers done in like Hindi, uh, Bengali languages and like various others. Yeah which is cool. I love that as a form of
0: rebellion.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right I'll stitch your sampler. I'll do it in my language. It's it's basically the
0: song love song.
1: Yeah, and I guess the the last note I have on it is um, modern sampler embroidery. Um, a lot of people collect these um, these embroidery samplers now. They're it's like
0: really loud and the
1: microphone. I think is picking it up a little bit. Sorry. Okay. You're
0: saying.
1: So a lot of people collect these historical samplers nowadays they're quite a popular collector's item especially the antique ones and they can often go for large sums of money at the moment. Um, as I said the v have got a lot and like the various other museums um, I think in Edinburgh as well they have a few of Queen of Scots's embroideries, um, and also displays of other samplers. You can occasionally still find them in like boot sales and things, because people have had. The- there were a lot of these made, obviously, and a lot of people would just like have them in their homes and kind of not really it was a distant ancestor who did it, and they didn't really know. So you can sometimes find them at car boot sales or charity shops and things, and they yeah they can be quite valuable. Um. sampler embroidery like the the style of samplers is now quite popular in modern embroidery as well so they're really popular as cross stitch patterns
0: particularly pieces of fabric with the pattern for a sampler drawn on them in like haberdashery shops
1: oh cool yeah i think you can get like the stamped ones um and like in counter cross stitch as well, you can get people will do um, exact copies of mm-hmm. samplers. So there's a lot of uh, embroidery patterns or cross stitch patterns that are brought out that are um, like copies of really old samplers, which are quite popular. I guess people like that look, um, that kind of um, yeah, that kind of personal design. Um, and there are also more modern designs that use sampler motifs, from old samplers, um, but done in new ways, and just done in that style. So, like, I'm I'm doing one at the moment. Um, I thought just before <laughs> quarantine came down, I was like, hmm, I actually get a project that's going to carry me through this. So I got this absolutely gigantic. Um, pattern that is um it's called it's called death by cross stitch (laughs) it's by a UK designer called long dog samplers and it's got all these like heraldic beasts in it and it's it's supposed to be based on old Dutch samplers so um there's like an alphabet but there's some letters missing because apparently they didn't use those in Dutch they used um, and there's a lot of motifs that are inspired by that time and uh, different. There's little animals hidden away as well. Sorry, I'm just pause because the bloody landline's ringing. What is a landline? <laughs> so that's pretty much it that's bringing us up from 1598 to the present day that's cool
0: i didn't consider there being sort of political ones but i guess it's obvious once you say it they're like of course they weren't all just sat there yes i'll do what i'm
1: told (laughs) yeah and i mean if you're going to be spending that long Something I think it's very natural to put a bit of opinions into it, um, and that actually does. Um, I I don't know if I can say this on this podcast, given that it's supposed to be family friendly. Um, but I'll, I'll post the link. Probably there's a, a really great Tumblr account makes oh, samplers out of memes. <laughs> Yeah, so they're fantastic, and you can get patterns from them. Peace. Um, I so wish. <laughs> I'm also doing one of those at the moment. That uh, there's a raven, and it says next to the raven. If I want your opinion, I'll read it in your. That's own wonderful. Yeah. In case you want to indulge your um, modern sampler bug, you know where to go? So, I think we may have to skip
0: the local louder. This week because there was a lot to say about samplers.
1: Oh no, I'm sorry, no, it Did was I go interesting. On?
0: Um, <laughs> it just means something that we can do at a future one.
1: Sorry, I I, I got really interested. Yeah, hey, in I
0: moment. I was fascinated. Um, and we hope you were too. <laughs> If you have a suggestion for an episode or a local larder, you can email breadandthreadpodcast at gmail.com.
1: You can also find us on Twitter at and if you want and to Dread. support
0: us, um, you can go to patreon.com slash breadandthread, get access to things like instructional videos and um, Patreon exclusive recipes.